War. War never changes. You perform your function admirably. A man chooses. A slave obeys. Everybody and welcome back to yet another prolonged episode. Prolonged? Where did I get that from? <laughs> episode of Girlfriend's Guide to Gaming. How are y'all doing this week? Feel like it's been forever since I've recorded when really it actually hasn't. It's only been a week. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, how y'all doing? Everybody staying. Staying warm out there, staying cooled down. I mean, oh my God, this Cali heat is getting to me. I'm talking bad, it's getting to me. And once again, I'm being constantly told, like, it's not even that hot. It's only going to get hotter. Like, be prepared. Okay, well, today it was raining all day. And I had to go to the DMV for three hours, which was not very fun. But that means I am now officially a California resident. Got my new license today. Well, paper license. Because, you know, it takes two weeks to mail you the actual thing. And that girl wouldn't even let me smile in my picture. Okay? I mean, in my Wyoming license? Like, I was all smiles. I was like, cheese. Oh, It just made me think of my son. He says it all the time. But I smiled and she's like, honey, you can't smile. Uh, <laughs> are you serious? Wow, okay. That was kind of kind of exciting because I had to wait for a bunch of paperwork to come in. Now I can tell my job like, hey, I got my Cali ID. Y'all don't got to worry about me no more. We're good. I almost just reached for the chip bag to eat some chips and then I realized that I was talking. <laughs> oh gosh, let's see. Some highlights of my previous week, that driver's license one being the first one. Um, second one is I finally got all of my paperwork and stuff together to start school next Monday. And when I tell you I am overly excited to to take this part of my life and like make it how I want it, I am so excited. I'm doing it all online, so it's on my time. You know, obviously I have certain deadlines I have to hit and yada yada, but I am getting my bachelor's of science and game design, so perfectly fitting because I do a podcast about video games and about, you know, everything behind video games. So that's pretty exciting. I'm over the moon about it. And the more I get contacted by the school and by like my student liaison and stuff, the more excited I am. I'm going to see how this pans out and I will definitely keep you guys updated, especially since my first day will be the day probably after I record. So you'll have to hear about it the, the next week because, you know, Work full-time schedule, do all this, do all that. Other than that, uh, me and the boyfriend decided to trade in our other PlayStation because A, we don't use it, and B, 
every time we went to watch something, it wouldn't connect to the internet. No matter what we did, no matter what we tried. And we just don't use it anymore. We game more on the PC. And I ain't selling my PlayStation. Like, that thing sounds like a fucking jet engine, but I love that thing. I traded a car for that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, other than that, we both got new uh, mouse pads because mine was icky and gross and it was like five years old and he got a white one because it matches his white computer and his white keyboard. Now all he needs is a white mouse. Yeah, we're doing uh, doing some fun things out here with gaming. Both are kind of disappointed that um, we got Steam credit just so we could put a pre-order down on... Well, mainly him, because I knew the game had been pushed back, but I guess he didn't. And it doesn't come out till July. So, A, that gives us time to pre-order it, or just buy it when it comes out. I cannot for the life of me think of the name of the game right now. The last... No. The last day? Oh, God. Alright, you're gonna hear some clicking so I can open up Steam. The last... Oh my God, what is that? Oh God, now there's another fucking sale on Steam. What else can I waste money on? <laughs> the day before. That's what it's called. But if you haven't looked it up or you don't know what it's about, I would highly recommend looking that up because it looks like an amazing, amazing game. It reminds me of like um, Dead Rising and The Division. Kind of mixed, but with a lot more zombies and way cooler. That's exciting. What else was a highlight of my week? Mm, I would say... Um, I ordered me some plugs, and for all of those people who don't know what plugs are, they are the big gauges, as people call them, that go in your ear, but they're called plugs. Um, I ordered me some new ones because I only had two. I had a metal pair, which did cost me a hefty bit back in the day, and I had some, like, clear acrylic pair that are so scratched and just beaten to death. But I had to get some flesh-colored ones because of my job. And then I got me some like opal tunnels. I got me some rose quartz stone plugs. I got me some black snowflake obsidian. Oh my God, they're beautiful. I got one more. What was the other pair I got? Fuck, I don't remember. I got five and then I got a cool enamel pin. It's like two little mushrooms that look super stoned. But man, these things so comfortable, so beautiful. I'm wearing my rose quartz one right now and they match. No, they don't match. They contrast well with my purple hair, so. That's awesome. But other than that, uh, my MFM box came in with my two coffee mugs, my decal, and my fan cult jacket, which I'm so fucking excited about. Even though I had to order it in my boyfriend's size because they didn't have mine, which I was really upset about. I'll wear that thing. It'll be super baggy, but I'll make it look cute somehow, some way. I don't know. I always look grungy anyway, so whatever. Aside from that... I also am waiting on my Sculpt t-shirt to come in because for those of you who do listen to podcasts, uh, I did list three of my favorites, which were My Favorite Murder, Crime Junkie, Sof King Podcast. Just waiting for that to come in and I'm super excited. I'm going to attend their live show tonight. I love those guys. They're so fucking funny. Yeah, so my week was pretty, pretty good. I'm actually excited for the fact that it was raining today. I feel like I needed that. Just, just get out of the damn heat. And I had the whole day off because I had to go to the DMV. Pfft, say less. Except I got to go to work at like 4.30 tomorrow. Ugh. But that's okay. That's what pays the bills, right? I really feel like there was something else I was going to say. Now I just can't remember it. 
Um, oh, oh, I remember. Okay, so this past weekend, because of my job, I got tickets to um, the Bakersfield Speedway, which I loved. It was fucking awesome. Two things came out of this. One, Audrey now knows for 110% that me drinking beer causes me to have migraines, which I'm also going to confirm when I schedule an appointment with my neurologist. But it got to the point where I was down for the count literally all day Saturday. I slept all day. I only woke up to eat and I only woke up to put the baby to bed and I woke up to try and like walk around and no, it made me nauseous. I felt like I was going to pass out. Couldn't open my right eye, like no amount of medicine or ice packs or a migraine, like uh, head gear. It sounds weird, but it's supposed to like compress your head and I put it in the freezer. Like I did everything. It did not go away. And then it also bled into yesterday when I was at a birthday party and maybe like 20 minutes before we left the birthday party, then I was okay. Then I didn't have a headache, which was great. Because we played Dying Light 2 last night and I finally caught up to where my boyfriend and his buddy are. But I feel bad because now we have to... (laughs) It's like we're playing three different games because we have mine. We went a different route. I was friendly. I was nice. Okay, I sided with the settlers, not the PKs. They originally went through siding with the PKs. So like my story was different, but now I'm all caught up. So now we can all play together and everybody knows what's going on. Reeling it back to the second part of the Bakersfield Speedway is we went and watched the World of Outlaws. Fabulous time. I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, What is it? Sprint cars? I think it was sprint cars. I don't know. I'm wearing their shirt right now because I just couldn't resist. I bought me one. I bought my boyfriend one. I bought my son one. And I bought my daughter one just because every time we go to a race, I'm going to end up purchasing some merch. They have really cool merch. And I bought a little diecast model of the car. While I was there, okay, we were standing on like this hill to watch the races because there were so many effing people. And when I say there were so many effing people, like I was there the weekend before that watching the races. Holy fuck. It was like 18 times more people, but it was also the world of outlaws. They haven't been here since like 2018 and they swore they would never come back to Bakersfield. Yeah, right. So we're standing there. Okay. I got my little brewski in hand, which I was drinking a bud. It was delicious at the time until I realized it was causing a migraine. So I was covering my brewski and then I was like kind of somewhat standing behind my boyfriend because A, he was guarding me from the flying mud that was just rocketing at like the location. Uh, We were between turn three and four. So that's like the prime spot to stand if you want to get pelted in mud. (laughs) But um, what happened was is I was talking to his mom. And then as soon as I turned to look at the racetrack, like A, I wasn't wearing my sunglasses. So that was my first mistake. And B, I did not like, I should have just waited to turn. But a rock encased in like a dirt clod had come flying and hit me directly below my right eye. I did not drop my beer. So I just like held my face, handed my beer to my boyfriend, And then I started crying because that hurt like a motherfucker. And for anybody who goes to the Bakersfield Speedway and has been hurt, hurt? Well, yeah, hurt, but hit by one of those dirt clods, you know the pain. Like that shit sucks. And the fact that it hit me directly below my eye, if I would have been a inch shorter, it would have hit me directly in my eye. So thank 
whatever forces were protecting my right eye that day because A, I do have a small bruise, which I'm really surprised by because I bruise like a fucking banana, man. You flick me and I'll have a bruise in a day and it won't go away for like two weeks. I know I have an iron deficiency, blah, blah, blah. I already know this. Not even 10 minutes after that thing had hit me in the face, an even bigger one comes, nails me directly in my left collarbone. Okay. So that one actually, as I'm trying to look at it, that one actually did leave a bruise and it was a hefty ass chunk. And at that point, my boyfriend was like, oh my God, like you're just a walking hazard right now. Those dirt clouds are just looking for you. He didn't really say that, but the way he said, you know, babe, like, are you okay? You know, he was trying to protect me. I just got the full experience of the Bakersfield Speedway because of that. His mom was laughing at me. His mom's boyfriend was laughing at me. Like they all made sure that I was okay, but dear God, that shit hurts. So thank you, Bakersfield Speedway, for giving me the full experience uh, and bruising my body because of it. I did get a NOS flag. Yeah, that was kind of the highlight and low light of my week. Just because, man, I've never been hit with a dirt clod before and that shit sucks. Today, we are gonna be kind of diving into a really, really, really big topic. Um, I'm gonna try and do this with 100% like my own opinion. I am gonna cite my article that I got this from. Uh, It's gonna be an idtech.com article by Vince. There was no last name, but we're gonna go over the types of video games and their subgenres and possibly why your partner is obsessed with either this genre, subgenre, or the game, okay? I know a few of these games by like heart and I have played them. Um, Some of these I cannot give my honest opinion on just because I have never played them or potentially seen them played. So I'll definitely kind of let you guys know from my personal opinion, all right? So the, the types of video games that we have. There's going to be nine of them. All right. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but again, you got to remember, like there's sub genres below these nine types of video games. So like the first one we'll go over is action games. And my gosh, that is probably the biggest amount of, of sub genres besides like strategy games. The types of action games You know, let me rewind that. Action games. For anybody who doesn't play video games or for these, you know, relationships that are trying to get their partners to understand video games, like, hopefully this episode helps. All right, so action games are are games that the player is in control of and at the center of the action. So, like, overcoming physical challenges. Games that are going to be in the genre, you have, like, The GTA games or Grand Theft Auto, for those of you who don't know. The Assassin's Creed games, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Also, I've never played that game. I really want to, but I can't even play Dark Souls. And that's made by the people who play Dark Souls. So I highly condone them for making that game. But uh, all these other games, well, no, I've played Red Dead. Fucking love that game. It's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. Assassin's Creed is my favorite video game, is my twin's favorite video game. So we could talk about that all day. I'm just going to have to do an Assassin's Creed episode. But uh, GTA 5, that's the one I'm mainly going to target because that's the one that 
literally like the entire country or excuse me, world plays. I don't get it. I've never played GTA. I highly condone you people for playing GTA. I've watched people play it. I've watched my boyfriend play it. And let me tell you, that man's fucking brutal in that game. He is not nice. I mean, who doesn't want to just fucking walk up to a hooker and slap her and then run away? <laughs> oh God, I could honestly see that happening down here in Bakersfield. I didn't know that Union Street was, you know, <laughs> the street. When my boyfriend explained it to me, I saw my first lady of the night like a couple weeks ago. It was in broad daylight, so she was probably, you know, going to where she sleeps during the day. But she was fucking full-fledged, thigh-high boots, jean outfit, all of it. You could just tell. You just tell. Nothing against her. Let's reel it back to uh, <laughs> action games. So the subgenres of action games, you're going to have your your platformers. Those are the ones that you're interacting with different platforms. You're either running, you're jumping, you're falling. Like you have to aim for these platforms in order to succeed and get to the end goal. All right, you have, now this is the biggest one. You have your shooters. Shooters are, are when you use weapons to engage in action, aha, uh -huh, action games. And the goal is usually to take out the enemies or other players on the opposite team. Okay, now shooter games, also have like a sub sub genre of that. So you have your FPS, which is your first person shooters. Okay, those are the ones that are like Half-Life, Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield. You are, are the main viewpoint, like you are the one shooting. So that's why it's called a first person shooter. All right, and this is the category of everybody that your partner is probably obsessed with. All right, I'm not saying everybody, but for all of the women that I'm seeing that are bitching at their mans, you know, playing fucking Call of Duty all the time, I'm sorry, but the game is fucking good. Depending on which Call of Duty you're playing and depending on how broken it is that week. But there is a massive, like, trending fan base behind these games. Not just for COD, but for Halo? Oh my god. Have you ever met people who are obsessed with Halo? Don't ever say, it's the guy from Fortnite. Because they will slap you. I will slap you. Ain't nobody fucking making fun of Master Chief. Or as I've heard him called before, Daddy Chief. <laughs> oh God, my boyfriend's going to kill me. All right. So you got your third person shooters, which this is going to be like uh, your Fortnite, your Splatoon. Don't knock on, don't knock, don't dog on Splatoon, okay? That game is actually really fun if you have the right people to play it with. Fortnite, y'all have heard me say it before and y'all are gonna hear me say it till the end of time. I cannot get behind that game. I cannot back that game. I think that game is absolute bullshit. For all of you who love Fortnite and there is a great fan base behind that game, all right? Y'all add too many shit into that. I don't like it. You're just, it's To me, it's just a knockoff of Battle Royales and, well, no, because I think it was the first Battle Royale and that's why it, blew up is because Ninja started playing it and he was actually really fucking good. So then all these other kids got really fucking good at Fortnite. I just, I can't. So the the reason it's, it's uh, a third person shooter is because it takes place from a viewpoint that is uh, behind you. So it's like slightly above behind the character and you can see pretty much your whole character. I mean, sometimes you can't, sometimes you can. All right. And not just these two are, are considered third person shooters. I mean, you could be playing like Resident Evil, 
uh, village, that's a first-person shooter because you're playing it from your viewpoint. Uh, I would consider Horizon Zero Dawn to be a third-person shooter because A, you are shooting a bow and arrow and you can see your whole character at the same time. You know, The Division, that's a third-person shooter. Fucking love that game. So there's a lot more that I'm listing. And I mean, that's going to be... God, there's so many video games. Like, this is going to keep me so busy all the time. All the time. Dear God. All right. You also have your top-down shooters, which those are ones that I would normally see in like an arcade. You know, your Space Invaders. Like, that's a top-down shooter. Obviously, anybody who's ever played a game is... (laughs) Played Space Invaders. And if you haven't, then my God, what is that one that was on... If you ever had an old, like, this is from my older generation, you know, I was creeping up on 30, but Chicken Invaders, man, y'all know that game was fucking fire back in the day. That was the one game you could play besides like Minesweeper and Pinball that was already installed on your computer. It was a sick fucking game, okay? I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. If you ain't played Chicken Invaders, you need to look it up and you need to play it. That, that, top-down shooters. You, you run out of lives, your game's over. Okay, it's not like these FPS and third-person shooters when you have a multitude of, of lives or you got to get bought back in or yada yada. Like, you die, you're done. So, moving on in our action games sub-genre, we have fighting games. These are going to be your ones that are super, super popular, like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. I would say Tekken, but Tekken's not as popular as Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, which I don't know why, because uh, I take me some Jin Kazama and some Horong any day. All right, so Lin Chao Yu or King. Oh, I fuck people up with King. Oh, what was that other dude's little name? It was a little dinosaur. Gong? What's his name? Fuck. Or Alex the Dinosaur? Man, Tekken was my shit. Especially when you got Tekken Tag Tournament. Second tag term, TTT. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna use that nickname for my daughter. TTT. <laughs> all right. But fighting games, obviously it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. All right. Hand to hand combat. You get a flurry of playable characters, which I'm going to reference Tekken a lot because I do not know, or Soul Calibur 2. Man, that shit was my fucking jam. All right. But was it Ivy and, uh, Man, she was all tits. I'm telling you. She had that fucking whip. She had the best fucking lines on that game too. What was that other guy who's like the mummy? Oh, that's gonna bug the absolute shit out of me. What was his name? He had like the three prongs. Voldo! God, I could not for the fucking life of me remember his name. I was like, it starts with a V. I know it's a V. Voldo, okay? That motherfucker? Ooh! When you get that motherfucker rolling and then you just go up to somebody and jab, 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 jab. Like, it's satisfying, okay? He also reminds me of, uh, fucking, what is his name? Yoshimitsu from Tekken. Like, man, you got that guy to hop up on his sword and... He'd fuck some people up. I could keep naming him. Seriously. Like, Mokujin. He was your copycat. He was like Ditto, but for the Tekken world. Uh, you had fucking Konimitsu. She was my favorite. Her little... Cat-like mask, like, she was fucking badass. And then she could teleport and just fucking slice and dice. Like, boom, in the ground, out of the air. Ah, death. There's a lot of angel and devil, like, ogre and true ogre. Come on, I could keep going. Gun. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he was modeled after Bruce Lee. It was 
my dad used to imitate him all the time. Like, I kid you not, every time we used to play Tekken as a kid, and he would always pick, it wasn't Lee. Oh, my brain is having a massive brain fart right now. It was not Lee. Dude, this is gonna bug me because he was one of probably the, the better, it's not Eddie Gordo. Fucking martial law. Okay, no, I was thinking of Lei Wulong, but that's not him. It was fucking martial law, man. He, oh my God. My dad used to whip my ass with that character. No matter who I picked, like I could pick fucking Asuka. I could pick fucking, uh, what's his name? Bayek? No, Bayek? Bayek. Totally Bayek. I could pick anybody, all right? And he would whip my ass. And that, honestly, fighting games, like... I know I'm spending some time on this, but trust me, like I have got down and dirty in some fucking fighting games to, before. I'm a button masher through and through until I know like that one combo that kicks people's asses. I can understand the obsession behind fighting games because it is so satisfying when you are just down for the count, like you are fucking getting your ass whipped and then you come full force out of nowhere and you're just like, oh, 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 fucking die. It is very, very satisfying. So if your mans or your ladies or your partner is very much into Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or Tekken or any of these fighting games, like, man, my best advice to you in that sense, pick up a controller, don't get mad if they beat your ass, but try and whip their ass because the one time you do, 20 days down the road, you're like, oh, remember that time that I beat you in fucking Soul Calibur when I whipped your ass in Mortal Kombat? Like, yeah, that was fun. And if they get mad, then that's their problem because they need to either A, practice or B, accept it. And I've said this before, man, just fucking take the loss. If your girl whips your ass, if your boyfriend whips your ass, like just take the loss, okay? Everybody's good at something, but you can't win every single time. Moving on up, we got beat em up or brawlers. Okay, that's our next action game sub genre. Jesus fucking Christ. These are your games that are like your wave after waves of enemies, okay? You're gonna be looking at like Bayonetta, God of War, Diablo, fuck yeah. And for any of those who don't think Diablo is a beat em up, it definitely is, it's like a dungeon brawler. Dungeon crawler, dungeon brawler, same fucking thing, not really, but how many waves of enemies do you have? A lot, okay? You open, you try and open a fucking cursed chest in Diablo, what are you doing? You're whipping some people's asses. And there's a lot of fucking enemies in Diablo. We next have, Stealth in action games, all right? This is gonna be your cunning and precise kind of movements and strategies to resolve game challenges. Now we're gonna be looking into like Dishonored, okay? Thief, a lot of people don't like that game. I think it's fabulous. Metal Gear Solid. I still have the first four disc copy of Metal Gear Solid on the PS1. Fucking love that game. I'm pretty sure anybody who hears, you know, like snakes or it's not even his. It's um when he's alerted or when people see him, it does it like. Whoa. That was terrible. If I had my fucking soundboard set up, I could just play the play the button and you could hear it. Those are your your stealth games. OK, and a lot more games go into into playing stealthily like Assassin's Creed could be considered in the subgenre because Sometimes you have to creep, you know? Sometimes you have to do that. Fucking Dying Light 2 right now. 
You have to be quiet sometimes, especially when you're in a fucking dark zone and you got to sneak around all these 18 fucking zombies that are sitting in one room and you got to find this little route, you know. You have to cunningly plan your way through that. So stealth games, they're not for everybody, all right? Sometimes, last night, I had to ask, are we sneaking through this or are we going in guns fucking blazing? Well, there's no guns. Gun ho is what I, the terminology I used. So, sue me. Moving on, we got survival games. These, these are the games that can be construed into different ways, all right? You have, they're like open world environment games, mainly, all right? It gives players access to resources, to craft tools, weapons, shelter, to try and survive as long as possible. And we all know, you can probably think of one game, first one that comes to your mind about something that involves in survival. All right, you, technically, I'm gonna say it, everybody's thinking of Minecraft. You are correct. But you also have like the Blackout Club, Green Hell, The Forest, Resident Evil. You have all these different games that, yeah, you have to find the resources. You know, you gotta find the fucking green herb and the other thing, I cannot remember, to craft a fucking healing serum in Resident Evil, all right? In the forest, you gotta run around you gotta chop the trees down, you gotta cut the trees, you gotta do this, you gotta build the shelter, your shelter's gonna get destroyed by the 19 different leg monster thing that is fucking scary as shit and bloated beyond all hell. Alright, you got the three different clans that are trying to chase after you. I'm revealing too much. That game scares the shit out of me, but I love to fucking play it. Good fucking game. I tell you what, I got it on PS4 and the PC. But that is a, a survival game. And most people are gonna consider Minecraft the first survival that they think of, which if you don't, then awesome, great. It is a survival game. You have creative mode, which my son plays on. You have survival mode where you have to eat, you have to heal, you have to watch your oxygen. You have to build and find and mine resources in order to survive in that game, okay? You have to build a fucking farm so that you have meat. You gotta build a potato farm so you have fucking, what is it, you, put, you throw them in the hopper and it creates experience and blah, 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 blah. I've learned quite a few different things, not only from my boyfriend, but from my son in Minecraft, so. Survival is probably one of my favorite genre subgenres of a game just because there are times when I like that I have to go and fucking cut down the tree like I got to sneak around this character like I got to do it in a certain way in order to survive. It's it's actually it's quite fun. I'd say the last subgenre that we have for action games is going to be rhythm which for those people who mainly don't play games like this you're going to be looking at your DDR or Dance Dance Revolution, okay? Your Guitar Heroes, your Beat Sabers, your Just Dance games. Those are rhythm games because they're music-based games that challenge you to keep in step with the rhythm of a song. Not just Just Dance where you gotta shake your ass like you, you know, what is it? You gotta shake your ass like your mama gave you. That's not the saying. You gotta dance, okay? No matter how silly it makes you look, it's fucking fun. I played Just Dance like two, three years after I exited high school because I was having a good time doing it. And if you play it long enough, man, you won't fucking sweat your ass off. Holy hell. All right, Beat Saber. I have played Beat Saber live on Twitch before. And my God, that shit makes me sweaty. Like I had to go change into a fucking tank top. Like that game's fun. And it is, whew, me and my boyfriend got real competitive because I brought my VR with me when we went to Vegas. And I left it with him when I went back. And every high score that I had on that game, that motherfucker beat, okay? I was very proud of him because he was actually using it and he got really fucking good at that game. 
he got so good that I just, I, I was a little jealous. I'm not going to lie because I thought I was good. I played that game a lot when I first bought it. So VR all the way, like especially Beat Saber. I can't wait to get that shit on the computer because you get access to way more songs. Those games, not for everybody. Okay. I was obsessed with DJ Hero and Rock Band and Guitar Hero back in my high school days. All right. I would still play Guitar Hero, but only on the PS2. That was the good version. That was the one that held all the good fucking songs. So in in kind of listing all of these subgenres behind action games, like there is so much that your partner could be obsessed with just in this genre alone. Not even, you know, GTA, fucking, if you want to own your own yacht in a strip club, like by all means, you can do it in GTA. You can slap the fuck out of somebody and get away with it. You can, as my boyfriend previously has said, you can kill a cop and run away and go hide and nobody will ever bat an eye. You know, two hours later in the game, like you can walk by a cop and they don't even know who the fuck you are. Okay, in real life, that shit doesn't happen. So GTA is an obsession because you get to play the bad guy in life, basically, and get away with so much shit. I've watched him play before, him and his buddies, and like, they're fucking ruthless. It's an obsession, I tell you what. Assassin's Creed, my fucking God. They're not the greatest games anymore, but back in the day, you know, when they were first coming out, like, I cannot get down with, fuck, what is that? It's not Black Flag. Syndicate, okay, Syndicate, not the best. And that's from my own personal opinion. What was the fucking one after that? with Arno and he was French. See, that's how little I care about that game is because I played it once and I was like, nah, it'll come to me. It'll come to me at the most random time too. Red Dead, all right? Who the fuck doesn't want to go rootin' tootin' cowboy shooting? I would, <laughs> you serious? I lived in Wyoming for a, a good chunk of my life. Like, A, people live that shit out there for real, but you're basically playing. Honestly, I think it was kind of based off the Pinkertons. I, I read that somewhere. Can't remember. My brain is just not here today. It's just woohoo. Who? Why would you not want to be an outlaw? So we're gonna continue on with our next type of video game and all of its subgenres, which <laughs> it's gonna go along the lines of action adventure games. Not to be confused with adventure games or action games. Just kidding. It's like a combination of both. Actually, it is a combination of both. Alright, these are gonna be games that are like God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay, that's just a few of the examples that I can give you. For action adventure games, they most of the time frequently incorporate two game mechanics. Game long quests or obstacles that must be conquered using a tool as well as an action where you use the item. Two simple, simple things to remember. Now, we're going to go into kind of some of the sub, sub, some, I can't even, some of the sub genres, thank you, that go along with action adventure games. And the first sub genre that we have is going to be your survival horror. Now, nine times out of 10, you have to be 18 years or older, which we know that you're out there asking your mom to go buy you Resident Evil, okay, or GTA, because, or goes to Tsushima, like, okay. These are games that are, are mature in theme and subject matter to survive very gruesome settings. Blood, gore, mature audience content, right? Sometimes you see titties, which who doesn't see those all the time? 
So those are going to be your, what is it? I'm going to use Resident Evil Village as the prime example, solely for the fact that A, I have watched my boyfriend play this, not only just in a game, but in VR as well. You see some shit in that game. Like you watch people's hands get cut off. You watch a fucking vagina spider lady. Like you see some nasty, gruesome shit in that game. And I mean, I don't play Resident Evil games, except if it's the Resident Evil Revelations 2, because I love that game. But there's some gruesome shit in those games. Uh, was it Agony? Ugh. I don't remember if that's a survival horror, but mature content, okay? Shit that kids should just not be seeing. Don't really know how to say this, so I'm gonna try. Metroid... I can't even read what I wrote. Metroidvania. There we go. I had to pick up my notebook. But these are going to be games that are inspired by Metroid or Castlevania, which I've played Metro, Metro, Metro. Am I having a stroke day? My fucking God. I have played Metroid in the past and it's an amazing game. I mainly played it on the DS. Don't judge me. And I've never actually played Castlevania, though I hear it's really, really fucking good. And the only reason I would probably play it is because I have watched the series on Netflix and it was fucking fabulous. So if the game is anything like the Netflix series, like hell yeah, I'll play that all day. But games like these, they aren't linear. They often require, you know, going back and retracing your steps and you have to upgrade your characters with their weapons, their abilities. So there is a lot that could be obsessive about that is because you focus on making the character the way that you want them to be. Now I know there's many, many other games that are broken down into these only two subcategories, but you know, basically the same thing. Sticking to those two game mechanics, easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, now we're gonna go into our third type of video game. Not to be confused with number two. We're gonna go into adventure games. Just right off the bat, uh, popping into my head, it's gonna be like Marvel's Spider-Man, the Uncharted Collection, The Last of Us. You know, those are some good examples that I can give you. These games are gonna be categorized by the style of gameplay. You usually interact with the environment and other characters or NPCs to solve puzzles with clues and progressions. So you could talk to this person, they'll give you a clue, you gotta go talk to the next person. Like so many different games could be categorized into action adventure. I would use Uncharted as one of those because you do have to speak to people and follow people's advice to get to the end point of, you know, that part of the mission. So you have different subgenres to your adventure games. You're gonna have your text adventure, which is your interactive fiction. The gameplay is text-based. You grab a sword, you go north, okay? You pick up this, you go east. You grab a horse, you go south. It's gonna be super simplistic, but also have, I wanna say a good story behind that. Your graphic adventures. These are your point and click games, all right? You want your character to go here, you click over here. You want your character to pick up that item, you click on it. You want your character to open that drawer, you click on it. What is that fucking game? Soma, that's also a survival horror game, but it can be considered as an adventure game because it's it's really a point and click. Like, God, I used to stream the shit out of that game. The best example that I can give you is I had to avoid this one creature. So I was like creeping around a corner and I could not look at him or I would fucking die. So I had to grab a battery pack, so I grabbed something, went around the corner, threw it to where he would walk that way, okay? Ran around, got the battery pack, and then turned around. I ran right fucking into him, but I did not die. So I just kept going. 
I fucking thanked my lucky stars. But it was a point and click, okay? I had to point, open the thing, point, get the item, and then fucking walk away. <laughs> All right, next we got visual novels. These are going to be your extremely popular games in Japan, okay? You build up your character traits or statistics to advance in gameplay. And you can get multiple endings to these games. And I'm going to go as far as to say as Final Fantasy is one of the bigger ones of this. And for anybody who loves Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII trumps everything. I'm sorry, but it does. That's my own personal opinion. I know y'all love Final Fantasy XV. Squall, he my jam, okay? That's daddy squall right there. Huh! Oh, I couldn't hold that laughing. All right. We have your interactive movie. So these are going to be from your third person perspectives. All right. You're going to push the controller, let's say, to the right to jump out of the way. I want to say as much as that is going to be like kind of the boulder level in Crash Bandicoot when you have to, you know, jump, run to the list, jump, avoid this obstacle, jump, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, yeah, that, that would be my best example because I don't really play a whole lot of games like this. And Crash Bandicoot, it's literally like watching a cartoon movie. Okay, that game is fucking awesome. I can't beat it to save my life on the remastered version, but back in the day, man, when I had them cheat codes on the PS1, you, I bet you sweet ass, I beat that game in a day. Moving on, we have your real-time 3D. So these are non-like pre-rendered scenes. Uh, players get to interact with real, the real video game world. So this is going to be like your Shenmue... Is it Shenmue Game Tensei? I swear I'm saying that wrong. We're just gonna call it Shenmue. And your Heavy Rain games. Now, I cannot go into depth about this genre solely just for the fact that I have not dove deep enough into this to be able to give you my honest opinion. I have heard amazing things about these games. And just that's just based off the two that I just listed. I, I honestly, like, I would have to do more research and I definitely will do more research. Just I cannot base it solely off of what I think about it because I haven't honestly just played them. To go along with this category, you know what, category three adventure games, like, it's not something I would consider to be, like, obsessive because you play it and you're kind of done. Now, I've played the Uncharted games. They're fucking fabulous games. Give me another year and I'll probably play them again. But there's more intriguing games to play. And for people who are all about adventure games and all about, you know, your graphics or interactives, like, by all means, it can be very obsessive. If I'm kind of, they're simple and they're not massively hard, but they do require you to stop and think, and kind of do what is, I don't want to say right, but do what you think is going to progress you in the game. So we're going to move on to our fourth topic. Wow, I feel like I'm just blazing through this shit. And I think it's because I'm looking at the time and I know I have to go pick my daughter up and it's raining, but that's okay. So we're going to move into uh, the second most popular game genre, which is RPGs. For those of you who don't understand what that means, it's your role-playing games. All right, they're going to be mostly medieval or kind of fantasy setting wise. I agree. This is probably one of the more popular games in today's day and age. These are going to be like your uh, your Final Fantasy games. Okay, your Mass Effects, your Fallout. What else did I write? Uh, the Witcher, which whoo. So we'll jump in and say your action RPGs, role playing games. Uh, these are going to be your Diablo games. 
your combat that takes place in real time, depending on the player's speed and accuracy. It is very medieval. It is very fantasy because I don't know how many of you play Diablo, but anybody who does not play the Necromancer, uh, I'm normally the witch. I love the Necromancer. He just fucks shit up, especially when he like raises the ground of fucking spikes and shit. Like you you can annihilate a bunch of people with that. Um, You have your MMORPGs, your massive multiplayer online role-playing games. And these are going to be like your multi-user dungeons, okay? Hundreds of players actively interacting in the same world. And the biggest and best example that I can give you of this, and I know a lot of you are going to hopefully think it, is going to be your World of Warcraft. That game consumed so much of my life as a child, and I loved it. And I even mentioned this in the past. I played it there for a hot-ass minute when I lived in Vegas, and even when I lived in Hawaii. That is probably one of, still to this day, the most played game that I've ever seen. I would even chalk it up maybe League of Legends. I would have to go more in depth to MMORPGs just to see if League of Legends would be considered one of them, which I think it is because you are in a, no, because that's like a hundred players of more, not what, 12? Scratch that, don't judge me. I'll, I'll research more into that. But for any of you who have not played World of Warcraft, I'm gonna tell you, Play it one time. Get the free trial. Okay, seven days. Take a fucking week off. Do something. I wish that I had enough time in my day to play World of Warcraft like I used to. That game, you would find the best guilds. You would find the best fucking people. Like, you could make that game your temple of friendship. And you could do so much shit in that game, man. Oh my god. I can't, I'm going to have to do a whole ass episode just to World of Warcraft because that game is just beautiful and there's so much to do in it and there's so many different ways you can play it and there's so many different, so many different combinations. My brain is overloading. Moving on. You got your tactical RPGs. Okay. These are going to be originated from like your uh, tabletop games, kind of your isometric grid play to, to conquer battles and defeat enemies. I would go along the lines to say that this feels, I don't have something that I wrote down to kind of make me not sound like an idiot. I would think Sid Meier's would be one of these or like Surviving Mars because you do have to move along a grid. You can only move a certain amount of times and you're out there to, you know, defeat the weird fucking aliens that are coming towards your village or to defeat that one clan that is moving towards you to attack you. So I hope that Man, I feel like I should be Googling this, but then I'd be tapping on my keyboard and then you'd be hearing it. And then I'd sound like a fucking dum-dum. Next, we kind of have our our sandbox RPGs. These are going to be very popular for one. Oh, look at that. I got an email. These ones are going to be your open world RPGs, okay? Ones that you freely roam in uh, throughout the game environment, desperately in search of adventure. It's probably one of the most immersive video game experience as possible. This is gonna be along the lines of like The Witcher. Uh, I would say Terraria, Minecraft, Stardew, Skyrim, uh, your Fallout games, mainly Fallout 4. Starbound could also be considered one of them because it's kind of like Terraria and Minecraft. So these are gonna be the games that a lot of people have just delved many, 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 many hours into. For those men of yours or those women's of yours or them partners of yours who are highly obsessed with Minecraft or Fallout, like even Skyrim, okay? Any of you played the Elder Scrolls series? Like, pfft, 
by social life. I lost my social life when Fallout 4 came out. Those are going to be games that I can definitely see why it would sometimes be a problem if you were obsessed with them. Because I don't know how long I devoted, and I'm going to sell myself out here. But when I first played Skyrim on, I want to say it was the PS4 because I got the collector's edition strategy guide just to go with the game. But I spent probably the first three hours of that game sneaking and attacking that guy. I haven't played that game in so long. What the fuck is the keep that you're in? You're in a keep, okay? It's when you first, you're about to get your head slicey sliced and you go in and you can either side with this dude or that dude. Uh, storm cloaks or fuck. I sound like such a shitty gamer. <laughs> what the fuck are those names? It's the blue guys and the red guys, okay? The bloods and the creeps. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. You immerse yourself so much in those games because I cheated. I got my sneak up super fucking high, okay? I got my one-handed up super fucking high. I just didn't grab the armor because you can't kill that guy in the beginning, all right? You just, you just can't. You sneak, you hit him. You sneak, you hit him. You sneak, you hit him. Okay, over and over and over and over again. Trust me. Do it for three, four hours. It's technically cheating. I was really good at that game because I wanted a sneak bow build instead of a sneak one-handed. So I just had to build my bow up. I did eventually. But those games, yes. I would, I would sit and say that there is a lot that you can do in those games. And there is so much that can take time out of your day, take time out of your week, take time out of your relationship because you get one mission and then as you're on doing that mission, you get six more. Okay, you get all these side quests. You get on the way to completing your mission. And then you're like, oh, but the thing that I need for this other quest is right here. Like, let me run over there. But then you get two more quests after that. Like, it's a never-ending game. I mean, it is ending, but it will end eventually. I don't think I've... No, I've beat the game, but I've never completed them. Because there's so much to fucking do. And for anybody who has played those games and beat them, man, I highly fucking condone you because that is some amazing shit. Moving on. First person party-based RPGs, AKA to those per people who don't know, they're called blobbers. Okay, these are dungeon RPG player leads. I said that so wrong. These are dungeon RPGs. Okay, the, the player, the main player basically leads a party in first person to achieve a game or achieve a, a mission, excuse me. So these are gonna be like, I wanna say Octopath and Bard's Tale, which I very much apologize. I have not played those enough to, to give you my honest opinion because they're just, they're not games that I would play all the time. And I feel like that sounds really dumb. Let's see. Okay, I'm gonna kind of re-say this. Um, next we have your first person party-based RPGs also known as blobbers. These are gonna be your dungeon RPG games that you have, uh, this is normally in first person view. Uh, you have one player that leads the rest of the party. Like you guys all stay together, you all move as a unit. Nobody can kind of be separated. So so like, how, how would I put this? So if you're trying to send your character or a character out of your party, down a hallway while you just stay there, like it's not gonna work. You all have to go down the hallway. You all have to travel as one unit. You know, you swing and you slash in. It, you basically look like a blob of players just with arms and legs. So I, I cannot, I've never played a game like this. And if I have, I just cannot think of one. 
So this is definitely going to be one we're going to have to come back to. Moving down the streamline, we are going to have, which this is one of my personal favorite genres, simulation games. All right. These games are all designed to emulate real or fictional reality to simulate a real situation or event. And I have talked about this already multitudes of times, house flipper, through and through. Still broke my heart that I had to lose all my data on that game. But your subgenres to, to your simulation games, Jesus Lord, construction and management simulations. Okay, these are going to be your... I'll use the, the first one that pops into my mind, A, House Flipper, because you are literally constructing based on what your client wants or when you get enough money, you're buying your house, you're flipping your house, you're selling your house. Like, it's a house flipper. What is it? Home House hunters on fucking, I don't even know what that thing is called. The reality channel? I don't know. I don't watch TV. But these are going to be along the lines of also like SimCity. Those are, you know, you simulate the building, the management, the street planning, the zoning, the taxing. Like, it's a simulation game. I play these on my phone. I literally have House Flipper for my phone. I have House Flipper for the PlayStation. I have House Flipper for the Xbox. I have House Flipper for the Switch. I'm obsessed with that game. But they're, they're very fun game. And I mean, when I met my boyfriend, we used to call in video chat all the time. And he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, well, I'm playing House Flipper. And the one time, like... I was paying attention to him, but I was still playing the game. And he makes fun of me still to this day. Three years later, I accidentally tried to paint the grass. Okay, I was painting the outside of the house and I was not paying attention. So my character just kind of drifted down and I was painting the fucking grass. Still, he never he never lets me live it down. But that's okay, because it's funny. Um, We have life simulation. And this is going to be one that a lot of you ladies understand because a lot of you ladies play it. All right, I'm talking about, quote unquote, God games, okay? The Sims. That's going to be your main one. You manipulate and control character genetics or like the ecosystem or just everything around them. And you know it, in The Sims, you can do anything. And I mean anything. I've seen some weird shit up on TikTok about these girls who play The Sims. Like the 100 baby challenge, why? I don't have the patience for that. I mean, if you get somebody that's getting, you know, triplets all the time, like that'll go by super quick. But if you're having one baby and then you got to wait and then you got to have three babies and then you wait and then you don't get pregnant. And then it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. I have, what is it? The Sims 3. I have The Sims 4. I gifted them to my little sister. She probably has like 600 hours on The Sims. My favorite Sims game of all time, which they really need to fucking remake, is The Sims 2 on DS. The one where you're in that shitty ass shanty town and you gotta like constantly go out to the desert. Like I will literally buy a DS just to play that fucking game. And I'll tell you what, it's fucking amazing. Those are also considered um, God games because you control every aspect of everything, right? It's it's that simple. <laughs> you know, for, for us religious people out there, I'm not one of them. Excuse me, I said that so wrong. For those religious people out there, God games, you know, what does God do? He controls life, okay? Just put two and two together. <laughs> Next, we're going to have vehicle simulation, which I know a lot of people who love these games, okay? These vehicle simulation games aim to recreate the experience of flying an airplane, driving a race car, or a tractor on a farm. Don't get me wrong. I've played it. You've played it. Your boyfriend's played it. Your fucking dad who's 60 years old has played it. Farming simulator. I'm sorry. I ran over a chicken once and I was done. I got really sad and I just 
mechanics behind driving those tractors. I don't know why my brain can't comprehend it. That's probably why I can't play like these real, you know, lifelike simulation games with the airplanes and the race cars. Also for the fact that they give me motion sickness and it's a video game. So that's why I can't play Borderlands 2 on the VR. Because after 20 minutes of playing that, woohoo! Bet your sweet ass I was in the bathroom. <laughs> there is a lot of, of obsession that can go behind simulation games. Not only just for the fact that you can do something in those games that you can't do in real life. Same concept as like GTA. You want to be a bad guy in GTA? Well, you want to flip houses for a living, but you're too broke and don't know how to do that in real life? Boom, house flipper. You want to control a family? You want to create that family with your secret lover and see what your genetics would mix up? Like the Sims all the way. Highly condone it. Simulation games, I literally just bought, what is it? Animal Shelter Simulator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, on the PC. I played like 20 minutes of it and then my boyfriend was like, let's play a Dying Light. And I was like, say less. But already adopted my first cat, named him Greg. He already went to a family. Boom, boom, win-win. <laughs> All right, next we're gonna have strategy games. And let me tell you, I like these games, but I also have a hate for them. So strategy games are, they're basically all designed to emulate real or fictional reality to say, I lied, I'm a liar. I'm reading my wrong bullet. <laughs> strategy games are godlike access to the world and its resources. You have to carefully develop strategy and tactics to overcome challenges. Okay, now I've referenced some of these games before, but this is where they mainly lie. You're gonna have like your Sid Meier's Civilization games. Okay, I have Beyond Earth on my computer. Played it once. Uh, your Starcraft, your XCOM 2, your Stellaris. These are games that you have to sit and think. I have watched my boyfriend bought Stellaris and he played it religiously day after day after day after day until like three, four in the morning. He was so into that because you get to make your own faction. You get to like make your own government. You have to side with people. You have to deny people. You have to go to war. Like it's in space, so it's even better. There is quite an obsession behind these games. I've played Sid Meier's before. I've never dove that far into it. I can understand the obsession because you want to be the biggest, baddest fucking clan or the biggest, baddest empire that game has to offer. I get it. I totally get it. Now these... There's not a whole lot of uh, subgenres to these. Oh, there's a text message. I'm lying. There is. I just didn't turn my page. God, it's night time already. All right, so these are going to be your subgenres. All right, you have your 4X. So these are going to be your, you explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. All right, now the best example I can give you of that, Sid Meier's or Surviving Mars or Stellaris, but Sid Meier's overall. Okay, you have your artillery games, your tanks, your soldiers engaged in combat. Uh, I would kind of say World of Tanks just because I know you have to have a good strategy behind that game. I've played that game maybe five minutes of my life. So anybody who plays World of Tanks, like by all means, let me know. You have your RTS games, well, your subgenre, real-time strategy. So you have to collect and maintain resources and units. This is genuinely true in Stellaris and like Starcraft. When I watched my boyfriend play Stellaris, he was so high in one of his categories, but then his entire race was lacking in another because he didn't choose like properly 
or he didn't account for if he does this action, it's going to affect this. That's definitely something I would have to dive way more into. You're going to have like your RTTs, your real-time tactics. My paper erased it because I have a smart notebook, but I wrote down, let's see if I'm right, real-time tactics games. These are going to be, gosh, I don't think I've played any game that's kind of like this. Let's see, the first one that can pop into my head is going to be obviously, again, Sid Meier's um, Total War, like Warhammer, uh, your Tom Clancy's. So again, I would definitely, your Commandos games, I would definitely have to get my boyfriend to give me more opinion on this because this is a lot of the games that he plays is the real-time tactics. I know they're, you know, mainly military-based, so they're based in war times and you have to go, not go, but plan accordingly because if it is kind of like that. Your next, is a strategy? Yeah. So you're going to have your MOBAs. For you who don't know what that means, that's going to be your multi-online battle arenas. All right, these are going to be a combination of your role-playing games and your real-time strategies. All right, you control a single character in any one of two teams, but you have to work together to destroy the opposing team's base. You know, don't let them get the objective, shit like that. The best game that I can give my example on, and the only reason I know this is because Overwatch. Overwatch, best MOBA, in my personal opinion. I don't know how many times I have not been on a microphone and I have screamed or yelled or been like, these fucking players are idiots. Like, get to the goddamn payload, protect your fucking healer, okay? Don't have too many DPS characters. If the opposing team has three tanks and you have six, excuse me, five DPS characters, like, that's not gonna work. Some of the tanks are not that squishy. I don't know how many times I've played as a healer and just been picked off each and every single time I came out of spawn. MOBA's my personal favorite, solely just for the fact that it's Overwatch and I love Overwatch more than anything. You are also gonna have your tower defense games. So these are gonna be, oh, I can't give a fucking amazing example of this. Uh, I want to say Clash of Clans. No, because people can attack you in that. Tower defense games. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think, trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Ah, Plants vs. Zombies. Okay. That's a good example. And don't get me wrong, that game is fucking amazing. Especially if you have people to play it with. Now, if you're playing it on your phone or if you are playing it on a console or on the computer, uh, most of the time... You can play with somebody else if you're on one of the newer games, but for like the, the phone mobile version of these, it is a tower defense because you have to fend off the zombies, obviously. Or if you're a plant, you have to, or if you're, excuse me, dear God, if you're a zombie, you have to defend the plant or fend off the plants. God, let me take a hearty sip of water because I just talk way too much. All right, we have your turn-based strategy games. These are types of games that give players a length of time in which to take action. Ones that I would go along to say with this, and again, I don't play these types of games, so you would be looking at like The Divinity, uh, Dragon Quest, um, Wasteland. And again, like my boyfriend plays games like this more. You know what? My best friend plays some of these, so I will have to ask her. I know that it requires a lot of time and a lot of concentration and a lot of thinking 
to get to the point of where you want in that game. That is definitely going to be one that I would have to come back to just because I don't play them. Uh, I have nothing against them, but I cannot give you my honest opinion on on how they're how they're played. Oh, let's see. Your next ones are going to be your turn-based tactics. So these are going to be like realistic military tactics. Not for every one of them, but like XCOM is probably the best example. Uh, Final Fantasy tactics. I've watched my boyfriend play XCOM very little. I know he has to like hide behind a wall, shoot this certain character. Man, I'm going to turn my fucking... Boom. Silence. Again, these are just games that do not interest me. So I couldn't give you a huge amount of opinion. I can definitely understand why there is such a backing behind them. Because you get a good enough strategy going in in turn-based tactics. And you can definitely whoop some ass. Which is very, very satisfying. So our next one is going to be War Games. See, this whole genre, other than the MOBAs, is just kind of, it's foreign to me. So I apologize, and I feel like I should have done way more research in this, just so that I I don't sound like an idiot right now, (laughs) which I probably do. Your war games, those are going to be your your map-based tactical or strategic warframe. And the best example I know of is going to be World of Tanks. Or Warhammer, which again, World of Tanks, there's so much that can go into that game. And I I have known people in the past who have been honestly obsessed with that game. I know that in that game, you have multi-different classes of tanks. You have uh, multi-different countries that you can can play as. Um, But who wouldn't want to fucking fight tank on tank? Like, if you're not in the military and you're not a tank driver and you're not in, like, immediate danger, like, that's everybody's dream. What is that fucking movie? It's like the six men who are stuck uh, in a tank. Fudge a Rooney Dooney. That's going to bug me because me and my boyfriend just fucking watched this. War movie about tank. What the fuck is that called? Isn't it Brad Pitt? It is Brad Pitt. It's, it's, uh, there's six of them all stuck in the tank. Fury. It's called Fury. God, my brain just does not want to work. Yup, that's a good ass fucking movie. That's like uh, Tank tank War, War of Tanks wrapped up in a nutshell. So the last one I'm going to kind of say is um, you're going to have your grand strategy war based games. So again, those are going to be These are just all the same fucking game right now. Like Stellaris, that's the biggest one that I can... Because you can go to war in that game. Depending on how big your fleet is and how badass your fleet is, like you will win, you win, lose. You will win, you will lose. Okay, better. Awesome. Besides, I'm going to kind of leave MOBA games to the side of this because I'm going to base that solely just on how amazing (laughs) that genre of game is. For for strategy games, there is a lot that goes into, into the obsession behind those. I can completely back up why my boyfriend would stay up till four in the morning playing, you know, Stellaris. I have stayed up for literally, I think I've said this before, like 22 hours before playing Overwatch. A, because we just kept fucking winning. It is all about strategy. You know, if you have 
If you have a Symmetra and a Reaper that can correlate together to get behind the team to fuck some people up with, you know, the turrets and the fucking shotgun pistols, like, you're gonna, you're gonna piss some people off. If you have a set of healers that complement each other and don't take away from each other, that can heal the DPS, that can heal the tanks, like, that is the best strategy that I can give you. And trust me, I have had a team that has done this before. We've had two tanks, we've had two DPS, we've had two healers. It is like a dream fucking come true. So I can understand the obsession behind strategy games because you're working either together or with yourself, with your brain to achieve an ultimate, like awesome, awesome goal. I can totally get behind strategy games, just pretty much only Overwatch. And I apologize for that. I will do more research. Just got a lot on my plate, guys. Next topic, topic, oh my God. Next type of game, and this is going to be Probably the biggest one that is a problem in relationships today. It's your sports games. And we all know what the sports games are based around. They simulate sports like golf, football, basketball, baseball, skiing, darts, pool. That's just a list of few of them. It is so many different games that I have literally watched people scream at each other over. I have been terrified of people who play games like these just because they get so fucking involved. If you're a sports fan and you play Madden in your spare time while you're watching a sports game, like, it's a problem. Okay, so it's a little little over the edge. Uh, We're gonna kick it off with the subgenre of of racing. And the two examples I'm gonna give you is like Forza and Gran Turismo. There's really nothing to explain about these because it's, it's very, you look at it and you immediately know what the game is about. I've watched my boyfriend play Forza 5. Yes, Forza 5. There's some nice ass fucking cars on there, okay? But it's, I drive every day for work. Like, why would I want to fucking play a race game? For those of you who just like to race and like the, you know, Formula One cars and all these fucking fast ass, beautiful ass looking cars. Like, I get it. I understand. You want to win them races to get the fucking new Maserati? Like... Probably not a car in the game, but that's the best I can give you. (laughs) I totally get it. It's a fucking obsession. And if you're a car guy, you're the one out there buying all the racing wheels and hooking it up. And you guys, you go hard with some fucking Forza. Uh, You got your your team sports. Now, these are going to be the ones that I've seen problems with. Your Madden. Your realism recreation games to capture the feeling of you playing. And I'm going to say that Madden and 2K are the biggest ones that that you'll see in this subgenre for sports games because I have witnessed somebody getting so angry at Madden that shit is broken and I have witnessed people deleting games on 2K because their partner games so much and it ending the relationship over it. You don't fuck with a man in his sports games and for any of you women who are obsessed with the sports games like don't let your man fuck with that. I don't understand the obsession because I do not watch sports. Uh, I used to play sports, but it was volleyball and rugby. You know, what game do you have of that? Nothing super fun. Even NFL games. Like, holy shit, people go fucking nuts over those. So I understand the obsession, but from a person's perspective who loves sports. For mine, I don't love sports. So I, I can't give you as much opinion as I want to. Just because I I don't condone sports games, I will never play a sports game. It's just, it's not in the bag for me. Now you have in competitive sports, 
these are going to be like your, I know it sounds weird, but it's your esports games. Okay. It's going to be like your Overwatch and your Rocket League. And yes, Rocket League is considered a sports game because it's just car soccer. It's soccer. It's like FIFA, which I know a lot of you are obsessed with. Those are your highly, highly competitive games. What is it? Yesterday, my boyfriend sat out here and played like three games of Rocket League. This man screams more than anybody I know playing Rocket League because he's always paired with the shittiest people who don't know how to rotate, who don't know how to go for the ball properly, who don't know how to block. So I get it. These games are very competitive. I used to play Overwatch highly competitively. I wish I still had friends that did that. I condone if you have an obsession with Overwatch, by all means, hit me up. Let's let's start a team. If you're really good at some Rocket League, man, my old boss... He used to hold Rocket League tournaments at the warehouse just because he wanted to whoop people's asses in Rocket League. I don't play Rocket League. I should just to get the feel of it, but it's just just too many game mechanics. It's a great fucking game. I've watched my boyfriend make some mean ass fucking goals in that game, some mean ass fucking blocks. But again, like sports games, not really my bag. Uh, Last subgenre under sports games, you are going to have your sports based fighting. Now, these are going to be your ones that are like your boxing and your wrestling games, okay? Fight Night, WWE. Those are the two best examples I can give you. I genuinely have seen people go fucking nuts over these games. Okay, I used to work at a GameStop. New WWE game would come out. Woo! Talk about a line. And it's not just for the game. Like, everybody... I used to watch WWE as a kid. Everybody doesn't have an obsession with it, but can. It's just... I think they like the players and what you can unlock for the players more than the actual like gameplay. The new WWE 2020, or excuse me, WWE 2K 2022. Fucking goddammit. WE, I'm done. WWE 22. You see how much I care about this fucking genre of games. All right. The only cool thing I thought about was that Machine Gun Kelly's in it. But then again, like, why would you put a six foot four fucking lanky ass scrawny dude in a video game who probably has never wrestled a day in his life? He's probably punched the motherfuckers out. I'd put him in a boxing game before I'd put him in a wrestling game. Just my opinion. Something that these last two topics, okay? So I'm going to apologize in advance, but I really don't want to go into these because there is not a whole huge amount of obsession behind these two. And if there is then by all means, write me. I'll fucking go over. I'll spend a whole episode just on these two. They're honestly not something that I see all the time that people are obsessed with. And they're going to be your puzzle games and your idle games. So your puzzle games, these are just logic games. I would say escape games. Your idle games, these are just, you know, your tap games and your programming games. Like, they're not really something that people obsess over. They are still considered video games, obviously, because you can get them. The Turning Test, that's a video game. Mario Party, okay. That is one we could potentially talk about, like your Tetris games, uh, your Portal games, Forager. Those are the best examples I can give you. They're not really that popular. And if they are, again, I apologize. But to me, honestly... I download a fucking idle game on my phone. I play it for three days and then I delete it. It just doesn't keep my interest. Now, Mario games, we can definitely get into some Mario games. Mario Party, if you've ever played that with your fucking family, A, I call Mario Kart the friendship ruiner. Mario Party, now that's fun. You either get to be on a team 
or you get to play by yourself against everybody else. Like, it's a great fucking game to play. To kind of sum, sum this up is, yes, we did talk about a very great deal of amount of games today. Now, what I can say to that is I'm not trying to judge or shit on any of these game genres. I'm really not. There are quite a few different genres that you can go into more in depth. You can kind of start to understand what different types of games are, why some people play them more than others. Peer pressure has a lot to do with it. I didn't play Overwatch until my best friend told me to buy it and I was like, sure. And then I became obsessed and now that's all the pop figures I collect. My license plate literally used to say Overwatch. (laughs) There is a problem with being obsessed with a certain genre of game. Like A, you're not getting out there, you're not branching out, you're not experiencing new games. Granted, if you want to play fucking Call of Duty for the rest of your life and that's all you want to play, by all means, have at it. Live your boring life. I used to know somebody who played Fortnite and that was literally the only game he played. Sorry about your luck, bud. It's a fucking horrible game. I have dove into many of these genres. Like, I look at my game tower over there and I'm like, oh, yep, that game goes into this genre, that game goes into this genre, like, that's a strategy game, that's a fucking survival horror That's a first-person shooter. I'm trying to read these because I'm blind and they're so far away. Like, that's a third-person shooter. That's an open-world exploration. There's Overwatch. Hey, boo. (laughs) There's so many fucking good games out there. So if you're kind of just limiting yourself to one genre, do not. And I say that with as much respect as possible. Like, fucking branch out. Fucking play something else. Broaden your horizons. Because if your girlfriend's going to constantly bitch at you for fucking playing Call of Duty, man, spend $40. Go fucking get It Takes Two. And I bet you a million bucks that she's going to, A, love to be playing with you. B, bitch at you because you keep killing her in that game. Trust me, my boyfriend's done it. And that game stresses me out sometimes. It's really fucking fun. Or try a game that you never thought you would like. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to use looking at all these games for example. Let's let's go with Little Nightmares. Okay. I hate horror games. Hate them. Love them at the same time. I'll watch other people play them. I played them in the past and I have fucking Dying Light. No, not Dying Light. Ooh, it's with the, the dude and uh, oh, fuck, I used to stream it. Oh, it's not Soma. The Evil Within. Okay. People requested me to play that. I played it all the time. Fucking scared the shit out of me, okay? But Little Nightmares. It's adorable. The character, Six, she's literally the only thing besides the parts that are in my computer that's in my computer because she's so fucking cute. And I'm bougie and I like to get the expensive version of games. Honestly, that game still scares the shit out of me. Even the new one still scares the shit out of me. The designers and the developers of that game, yeah, it's a side-scroller. It's super simple. You jump, you swing on a rope, you hide in this thing. You grab the gnome, like, still, if you don't want to be chased by a lady with a fucking stretchy neck who looks like she's going to fucking rape your soul, like, don't play the game. But just watch somebody play it, okay? It's a good fucking game. (laughs) Honestly, branch out. Have fucking fun. Don't just stick to the only game that people are bitching at you for playing. Like, try something new. I never thought I would like Dying Light until my boyfriend, he didn't make me, but he asked me to play with him once. Okay, and ever since then, if we want to try a game together, we fucking try a game together. If I don't like it, I'll give him my honest opinion. Vice versa. I bought, I don't know how many two-player games I bought for me and him. 
played five, ten minutes of it. And he's like, babe, nah, I don't like this. Okay, that's no problem, babe. You don't like it, you don't like it. Quit bitching at your mans or your, or your ladies or your partners for playing the same fucking game every fucking day. A, it's not going to get you anywhere. And B, like, just make a suggestion. Hey, instead of playing Call of Duty for the next six hours just because the boys are on, like, why don't we play some Resident Evil? And I'm telling you, you want to bond? That's a good game to bond over. Because, man, she gets scared, she's going to hide behind you. Okay, she's going to snuggle up to you. She's going to cover her face with you. Try it. Trust me. I hope y'all have a wonderful evening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'm going to report back with all of my goodies and how my first day of school went next week. So just remember, if you die, don't throw your controller. Bite a pillow. Set the controller down. Punch the air. Walk away. Take a deep breath. Come back. Do it again. Y'all have a wonderful night. It's high noon. Enemy spotted. Whoa! I will send you to Jesus. I used to be an adventurer like you. And I took an arrow in the knee. It's all part of the plan. Fight! Tell me how this feels. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Practical nuke incoming! Sure.